0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more
1: per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: Enjoy a tall, cool dude. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. I discovered I was great at raging and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Or, I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short, I fulfilled my potential. The Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550.
1: Alright, there's a multitude of different ways we can start tonight's show. Julio Jones, in terms of Jones for the Bills, Jones for other teams. I got odds that we could get to at some point. We did do Julio Jones odds last week. They have changed.
0: Are the Bills worse or better? Just give me a hint.
1: I think they're the same, actually, which is uninteresting. So don't don't stay tuned for that part of it. <laughs> um, or we could start with th- weird things you put in your scrambled eggs. Maybe we'll get to that. We'll get to the scrambled egg take. Because I put something in my scrambled eggs today that I have done in the past on the top, but have not cooked scrambled eggs in. And that led to a couple of different people throwing very strange scrambled egg additions. Sauces, dressings, weird things that you would put in them while you're cooking them. That I want to get to and address at some point. Because there are some weird ones. But... Yeah, let, let's, start with, let's start with Julio Jones. It's the nightcap, Joe DiBiase, Brendan Keeney. This is the big story in the league today. And we got an hour to get to a lot here on Jones. I have come around on the idea, but I think I would package deal the idea of it happening for the Bills, who are, you know what, we'll just bring up the odds right now, just for the Bills' sake. They are plus 2,000 outside the top 10 to land Julio Jones. They don't really have the cap space to do it. But I think the, the you can always find cap space, mm-hmm. right? Look at the Rams. The Rams, like they've proven that it almost seems like the cap doesn't exist. They just always find space to do whatever they want. So I feel like you find your way to the cap space. I'm questioning for the Bills and Julio Jones how you get him enough targets to make the trade itself worth it. And I wonder. Let's, for the sake of this conversation, because the 17th game can really throw a hur- can throw a hurdle into everything. It can make everything look weird. That happened. Nate Geary was tweeting what he thinks the whole AFC East record today is going to be, and it just looks strange. The Bills at 13 and four. The Dolphins at 10 and seven. Like it just all looked it all looked weird. Nine and eight he had for the Jets, by the way. What is that? Um... For this conversation, 16 games. Let's assume the Bills are way ahead in the AFC East and 17th game is just backups. It is Trubisky. It is Duke Williams. It is guys, practice squad guys. That makes this conversation easier to try to figure out how you make Julio Jones as an addition worth it. How many targets does he need to have? Let me run down what last year's target share was For the Buffalo Bills. They threw the ball almost 600 times. Not including pass attempts that Allen ran. I'm just looking at targets that went to offensive weapons. Pass attempts to offensive weapons. That target share. Stephon Diggs at 166. Cole Beasley at 107. Gabe Davis at 62. John Brown, 52. The whole running back position in totality, 75. 75. The whole tight end position, 68. Then you had Isaiah McKenzie at 34, and then other wide receivers at 7. I think it's hard to imagine they throw the ball more than they did last year. They threw it as much as anybody in the league except Arizona. That, you know, non-script. Like, they ran it when they were up 20. You are probably going to be around the same for running back tight end and those, you know those seventh wide receivers that'll come in. Like Jake Kumaro will play a game or two and he'll get a target or two. You know, your 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 punt returner, your kick returner guy is going to get a few. So I'm going to leave other receivers at seven. I'm going to leave running back at 75. I'm going to leave tight end at 68. How many targets do you need to get Julio Jones to feel comfortable with it? Is it over a hundred? Is it less than that? Is it more than that? My number I landed on for what... How many times do I need to throw him the ball to feel like, yeah, I did a, I, I should trade for him? I'm over 100. I'm at 110 is where I landed, just kind of going through the calculations. But how does that number land on you? 110 targets for a number two wide receiver, by the way.
0: I'm going to be honest. I think you're thinking too hard about this. I think the Bills are on the cusp of a Super Bowl victory, and they were last year. So... I don't think they necessarily need to think in terms of, of targets. What they need to think of in, in terms of is how do I get marginally better? How do you improve a team that's already very good? And does Julio Jones make you marginally better? Because if you are marginally better, that could ultimately be the difference between you winning a Super Bowl and not. I don't think I need mm-hmm. to go all out and make sure Julio Jones has 100 targets and Diggs has his 120, 130 targets if, if Jones were to be here. Mm-hmm. Does Julio Jones make you a better football team, even if it's marginal, even if See, the difference isn't yeah. that much? And I don't think the compensation is going – what would hurt the most is probably the, the salary cap ramifications more so than the draft
1: pick compensation, honestly.
0: Especially for a team that's going to be picking in the late round later of the rounds anyway.
1: You'd probably be giving up like a late second.
0: Right. And so that doesn't bother me. Like I don't okay. care about a late second that might materialize in two years, or especially for a chance to win right now. So in my view, does Julio Jones make you better? And even if the answer is yes, even if the
1: answer is marginally better, to me it's still worth it. See to me if it's marginal, I think then my answer is no. I I don't I don't know if I want even a second round pick. I I like I like your point about and this is kind of where we differ because I think right now you are ready to win that Super Bowl right away. And I'm thinking more still in terms of, all right, I want to be great for 5 to 10 years at least. And I think that's where this difference will come in because I don't want to give away a second round pick for a guy that's only going to make me marginally better. And the wide receiver core. Because if I'm only getting, and I I would think of it in terms of target share for that, because if it's only 70, 80 targets, if it's around the the vacated number, the targets that you're going to lose from John Brown, you know, I I don't even know, is that marginally better? Is that, how much better is that? Is that worth it? Because maybe when it comes playoff time, it's going to be a bigger impact. But
0: remember a few things. John Brown got injured and he didn't play all the snaps that he would have played. So that adds snaps right off the bat. And second of all, if Julio Jones is a better version of John Brown in that role of 75 to 100 targets, Mm
1: -hmm. then that makes you better. Well, to me, that's when I'm I'm trying to figure out how I'm getting him the football because I still want Gabriel Davis in this offense, and I want to see him enough to where I know, is he going to be a starting wide receiver for me on the long term? And I want him to have at least as much as he had last year, which was 62. And a lot of those 62 came when John Brown was out of the lineup. Emmanuel Sanders might be healthy all season. Davis might have a more limited opportunity already without Julio Jones in the picture. And to me, that is something that I don't want to let go. That's almost to me as valuable as the second-round pick. Because that is a a worry for me long-term right now, is who's catching the football opposite of Stefan Diggs and I want Davis to be that answer but I need to know if Davis is going to be that answer. And if I think if I trade for Julio Jones, Gabriel Davis is phased out of the offense unless Cole Beasley departs. And that can fit for two reasons. That can fit, that could be your answer for how you are fitting Julio Jones in terms of the cap. It, basically, one out and one in, you can that, that's about all you need and two it makes it clearer for who's getting the football and who's on the field because i love beasley as a player and i think his role is has been it's been he's been way better at his role than i thought he could have been in the last couple of sure, years sure i agree with that but i would have enough confidence in Emmanuel Sanders and his ability to play in the inside. What he has shown, especially in the last couple of years, is he's had to try to morph from just a burner, deep threat wide receiver like he was in Pittsburgh and he was in his first couple years in Denver to where last year with New Orleans, with San Francisco, the last year he was in Denver, higher percentage of his snap count coming in the slot. And his route running ability has kind of had to take over his forte in the league. I would want to believe that... Jones on the outside, and Diggs on the other side. That's going to be as good as it gets. And I think Sanders. They they went out. They sought him out. They signed him. They're gonna want him to get the football. And to me, then it becomes all right. Well, somebody's getting phased out, and I don't want it to be Gabriel Davis. I'd rather it be Cole Beasley. And that is to me when I say I want the Bills to trade for Julio Jones. I want to package in with that. I want Jones and I want Beasley to depart along with that because it makes everything clearer and I still think the Bills, I think the Bills would have a better wide receiver core tomorrow if they were to make that trade off.
0: Well, a hundred percent. I mean, if you just simply add Jones, you're going to have a better wide receiver core, which is why I'm just not with you. First of all, I don't, I'm not with you on the, the Gabriel Davis side of things. I like Gabriel Davis a lot. I think he showed a ton, especially for me. B- he wasn't a first-round pick. He wasn't a second. He wasn't even a third-round pick. Right. A fourth-round receiver, he showed a ton in his rookie season. I appreciated that, and I think he's going to be a good player. But we're also talking about winning a Super Bowl. And I am not going to give up the opportunity to get Julio Jones because I'm concerned that it might take targets away from Gabriel Davis. Maybe I do think that if this is last off season, okay, and we're in the same scenario, but we don't necessarily think of the Bills as a true Super Bowl contender yet. We're just we're just trying to see if the Bills are going to win the division, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's that's more of like that would be a concern for maybe a team that's still kind of uh, trying to ascend. I think the Bills are there as far as ascension goes. Mm -hmm. A few plays here or there is the difference between them going uh, to the Super Bowl or not. And I know that the Chiefs kind of blew them out, but the point remains. You know, if, if things go your way, you're right there. I'm not worried about taking snaps away from Davis if you're getting a player the caliber of Jones. Because I'm not worried as much about development anymore. I'm trying to win now.
1: That, again, is going to be, like, where we differ
0: 100 well if philosophically it, if it is that's that's what it is i'm right. i'm just no, ready, I i'm ready with this roster and where allen is with his salary cap number to sell out
1: yeah and that's that's where i am not i'm not all the way there i don't know if i don't think i will ever be all the way there i don't believe in putting all your chips in the middle because i don't think there's a player in this league really there are very few individuals in this league maybe jones is one of them if he, if he comes out next year, he's healthy, and he is as good as he's ever been, then he could be this player. But I don't believe there's ever an individual that's not a quarterback, especially when you have a team this complete that can dramatically improve your Chances of winning a Super Bowl. They don't need to be dramatically improved, though. We're not talking about
0: a 9-win team that's trying to win a Super Bowl next year. We're talking about a 13-win team that's trying to win a Super Bowl. And when you get to that echelon of a team, Mm -hmm. that 13, 14, 15-win team, it's hard to make dramatic improvements because
1: you're already really, really good. But what what if—it's not an even trade-off. What if the— the idea that I'm, I'm putting all my chips in the middle right now. I am selling out for a marginal upgrade this year. If the, and that doesn't have, this doesn't have to be the case because we don't know Gabe Davis's or the second-round pick would be that we are just allegedly saying it would sure. cost for Julio Jones. What if that becomes a dramatic shift from in, in, in terms of for two, three, four years from now when I still want to be competing with Kansas City? If next Is, is next year getting a marginal upgrade – worth a dramatic downgrade two, three, four, five years from now. And the potential for that to be the case is why I would not do this if it meant Davis is out of the offense.
0: I just don't think that a, a late second-round pick is going to be the difference of whether or not you're a contender in five years.
1: But it's a guy that could help you for more than the year sure. or two that Julio and, is going to give you. And
0: that's fine. He could be a guy that helps, but like at that point of the draft, you're more likely to get a miss completely than someone who's going to be a mainstay mm-hmm. for five years, so we're already talking about taking shots in the dark with that pick. And I'd much rather, at this stage of where the Bills are as an organization, take the known quantity. And I say known quantity kind of loosely because I don't know exactly where Julio Jones's health is right now. But if he can, if he's 90, 80 to 90 percent of the player that he's been over the past decade. I'd even go like seventy-five percent. Oh, he's still a hall of fame receiver. Exactly, and, and and you are yeah. you are increasing your chances
1: to win this year. Are now? What about the Beasley part of this though? For because that that's that's a difference for me than I think others. Some people will just be no, I don't want Julio Jones at all. Others will be I want him at all costs. It, it I feel be... like I'm somewhere in the middle because it, it's it's almost Beasley versus Davis for me more than it is Julio Jones versus the others
0: it would be a concern i just i'm not i don't think it's a mandatory item that has to happen
1: i don't So you'd be okay with it but you don't need it to happen
0: if if they have to if they think the only way it makes sense to bring jones to buffalo is by moving beasley then okay i don't love it cuz i really like the player beasley's been for the bills yep. but okay I think Emmanuel Sanders be a fine slot replacement, and the idea of Diggs and Julio on the outside is just almost too much for my brain to comprehend. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it's like a, it, it seems like a Madden game, you know, just, just absurd, right? Um, but I don't, I don't need that to happen. I'm not as concerned about target share as you are. Yeah. I think that the, the sheer presence of Julio in the offense would be a marginal increase, and that's about all that they can do. With, with their offense. I, it, at this point, your offense can only get so good. Like there's, there's a cap. So the improvements on offense were dramatic when they brought is, Beasley and Brown into the offense, dramatic when they brought Diggs in. Now you're getting to the point where you can't really get much better. That's how good they were last year. So the only way to improve is marginally, and I think Julio Jones does that. They can figure it out. They can figure out the targets. I, I wish he was three, four years younger.
1: Like I know that's it, it's more than a fairyland that they can't just have that be the case, but like, I also I, it's like, almost yeah. it's almost me wanting to i don't want to say hold out, but the reason I'm not all in on it and this is not the reason, but maybe a part of it is the reason I'm not all in on Julio Jones is w- I want the bills to be more able to go get the next Stephon Diggs, if the next Stephon Diggs becomes available, the next DeAndre Hopkins becomes available. Like, for instance, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is 28 years old, and he's got one year remaining on his contract. And if Aaron Rodgers is not a part of the Packers' future, it sounds like Devontae Adams' future is not in Green Bay, which means one of two things could happen. He could just leave in free agency next year, or he might be traded at some point if Green Bay realizes that this is a depreciating asset that we gotta, we got to get something for or we're done. And to me, like I, if, if Adams were to become available at some point and he's four years younger than Julio Jones, I would want to feel that I'm flexible to go do that because that to me fits better into both pictures, that it helps me win the Super Bowl now, and it's my answer for what I've been searching for, the number two wide receiver for the long term. And I think if you trade for Julio Jones – And a guy like Devontae Adams becomes available, you're not doing that.
0: Of course, I would like Devontae Adams on the Bills. Of course, because who wouldn't want Devontae Adams on their team? But to say you don't want to make a trade now that could improve your roster on the incredibly off chance, slim off chance that you're able to acquire a guy like Devontae Adams in the future, like the the Bills are not going to be the only team in on Devontae Adams. Right. Like you can't treat that situation. As if it's a slam dunk for the Bills. Because the odds, in my opinion, would be that the Bills won't get Devontae Adams even if he does become available, and the Bills do show interest. So to hold out on something that could happen in the future, maybe, a slim possibility in the future, why not just go for something about as similar as it gets right now? Julio Jones is still extremely good when healthy. So make a play for him. Does you can any... figure out the snaps, you can figure out all the minutiae
1: yeah. of it later. By the way, does any part of this uh from you, or just any of it? Maybe it doesn't, because I don't think you've even mentioned it. But the fact that the the Patriots are the favorite to land him and are even they're even money to get him. The next team Julio Jones plays for at DraftKings Sportsbook, it's minus one fifty towards the Patriots. So the odds are telling you the Patri- he's more likely to be a Patriot than not. And does that play any part of it to you? To me, it doesn't because I don't. No. I think they're kind of a non-factor to the Bills regardless. I agree.
0: And it would be one thing if they had a quarterback that I trusted.
1: It, even also, if, he wants Cam to be the guy. So it's not even like, well, right. maybe Mac Jones is good, but no, he doesn't want to come play with Mac Jones. Yeah, like the, the Falcons with Matt Ryan,
0: it's not like they were just some juggernaut. Right, well, they had one
1: great year. You need well, they had
0: than that. You fight. need the you need the consistent. I'm not saying Matt Ryan isn't good because he he's been great throughout his career. Might be a Hall but of Famer. All I'm saying is I have a hard time seeing Julio Jones being the difference for the Patriots because you just you need a quarterback
1: to get him the ball. It's that simple. It's not the Chiefs for that, and the Chiefs are nowhere on these odds. Yeah, they're not even really listed anywhere.
0: I read some things on social media that it would be kind of absurd for the Chiefs to land Julio, like the, the, the amount of maneuvering they'd have to do.
1: Yeah, Patriots minus 150 are first. The Titans are second and minus 300. We talked a lot about them last week. They're the team that on paper that. it makes the most sense. I think
0: that makes a lot of sense. Them and the Colts. Those are the two teams where I think it really makes a lot of sense Colts? those, yeah, is because they could either one of those teams could win that division and then get a home playoff game and then who knows what happens.
1: The Colts are a little bit further down at plus nine hundred. I was surprised by that because I agree with you; they make a lot of sense too. The Ravens are third at plus seven hundred. They drafted Rashad Bateman, but I don't think that would impede them from doing this in any way. They they were actually they were trying to get Galladay. You know, they were trying to get right. Allen Robinson. They were trying to get these big ticket free agents that were on the market, and they couldn't get a call back because no one wants to come play in that run-heavy of an offense. So maybe Jones does make sense there also. That would scare me more than New England, by the way. Not that I would be, even still, I wouldn't be terrified of them, but I would respect the threat of Jones and Baltimore more than I would New England, for sure. Um, The Packers at plus 750, that just seems weird to me. I don't think, I don't even... Rodgers is not in a place where I think they would make that trade. Right. The 49ers at plus 800 makes some sense. The Colts, there's the Colts at plus 900. The Chargers, I was surprised they were so far down at plus 1200 because they should be a team expecting a leap. The Eagles at plus 1600. The Raiders at plus 1800. And then the Giants and the Bills at plus 2000. 8030550 is the phone number. Julio Jones, should the Bills go after and acquire the star-wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons? We do have to also have to get into whether we think he was on air, whether he knew he was on air when with Shannon Sharp. We'll get into how this conversation actually came about um, earlier today. And, um, yeah, there's a scrambled egg conversation coming also your way at some point. So stay tuned to the nightcap here on WGR.
0: Uh, The Jaguars, a team that's not really close to winning, but might be closer than we think. The AFC South might be up for grabs this year. Tennessee took a step backwards this offseason. The Texans are a mess. The Colts trading for Carson Wentz don't know what they're going to get from him at quarterback. But the Jaguars, I mean, you had Trevor Lawrence, you had Urban Meyer. You want to surround your new rookie quarterback with as much talent as possible. I mean, look at the the strides Josh Allen made last year once they added Stephon Diggs, that true number one wide receiver. I know it doesn't seem like it's the, the time frame I might not end up but for Julio Jones hey maybe that's a team where they get they get better quicker than
1: people are expecting if they had Julio Jones. Bill Barnwell from ESPN. What do we think of the Jaguars doing this? Go for it. <laughs> they if they did that I'd like want to bet on them to win the AFC South. I'm looking for any reason. What do you think their odds would be? If they acquired Julio Jones. Yeah, what are they now? Ooh, let me look at what they are now. Again, I'm looking for any reason to not bet on the Colts or the Titans. Or the Titans. I agree. I and hate them both right now. Yeah.
0: I I think that overall the Colts are a very good roster. It's just I am just not sold on Carson Wentz to be a guy.
1: Me too. And the Titans had a bad off season. Just straight up. They had a bad off season. They lost all of their pass catchers, except for AJ Brown and they didn't really do much else. They signed a, what, Bud Dupree who came off a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. All right, interesting. The Jaguars are not as far back as I thought they might have been. What are they? The Colts are minus 106, so they're even money to win the division. Very slight. Titans are plus 130. The Jaguars are plus 750. It's a big underdog. But it's not astronomical. The Texans are plus twenty-two hundred. That's yeah, astronomical. That's pretty astronomical. Now, if you could compare the plus seven fifty to other divisions, the Cardinals are plus six hundred to win the NFC West. Kind pretty similar. The Broncos are plus six hundred, as are the Chargers to win the AFC West. The Falcons are plus eight hundred to win the NFC South. And who else? That's about. That's about it. So those are your comparisons for how likely the Jaguars are to win that division. If they were to acquire Jones, I bet you that number gets up to plus 500.
0: Cuz you think it's that much of a rise?
1: Yeah, I think so because he would be he would immediately come in as their number one wide receiver. And a a a, a wide receiver group that I would consider right now to be pretty good would become one of the best I think in football. Shark, Chennault, Jones, and Marvin Jones. Julio Marvin Jones, Jones Julio right. Jones and Marvin Jones and I guess Travis Etienne cuz he's <laughs> a wide receiver now. Yeah. Um but again I'm looking for any I'm almost it's more I'm just looking for any reason to pick against the Colts or the Titans. And Jacksonville's a team like we've talked about this, kind of similar to the Bengals and the Chargers that are because of their quarterbacks you kind of got to keep an eye on them for a potential jump in the coming years. Right. Now the the Bengals aren't in on Julio Jones cuz they invested all of their assets at wide receiver already but the chargers i think also make a lot of sense for jones because they same with the jaguars he would come right in oh keenan allen though he would 1a 1b at this point in his career so i like it for the chargers also all right do we think julio jones knew he was on air
0: i cannot believe shannon sharp would do that if it wasn't staged i just can't fathom that
1: have you heard the whole thing or just the beginning? I heard
0: just kind Let, of the beginning. I know he had a reaction that sounded like he was surprised.
1: Let's just in case I'd also anybody else out there has not heard the entire uh, conversation between Shannon Sharp and Julio Jones on air and FS1's Undisputed this morning. Here was what happened uh, today. You
2: watching we Julio? I really hope he answers here. Let's hide it. Yeah. All right. Julio. Hold on, hold on. Let me put you up. you hear me? I got you. This is your favorite uncle. What's going on, bro? With you? Man, look, you want to go to the Cowboys, Julio? Or you want to stay in Atlanta? Oh, man, no, nah, I'm out of, that, man. You He's out of out. there, man. He's out of there. Are you going to. Ideally, where would you like to go? Uh, right now, I'm just. I want to win. Okay. Yeah. We don't go to Dallas. If you go to, you ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. The show's Cowboy already, Central. You already, you already, man, listen, come on, man. You already know, I know. Okay. Can <laughs> <laughs> so you remind him ask we're on television? Ask him right
1: why now? I wore the Dallas. Oh, let me pause it for a second there. Did you hear? I think Jenny Taft is the name mm-hmm. of the host. Should we remind him that he's on television? I remind him. Now, Now, do I want to hyperanalyze this? Because my running theory, which the first time I saw it was actually Mike Shope who did the comparison to the West Wing, the Jed Bartlett thing, where in West Wing, he pretends as though he thinks that he knows that it went off air. And then he makes a comment that's on air, pretending to think that he's off air. That's what I thought Julio might have been doing here. He staged this to get his message out there while also not appearing as this diva wide receiver that's out there in the media demanding trades. I thought it was kind of savvy if that's what he did. Remind him that he's on air.
0: You think Shannon hmm. Sharpe's just going to call him and risk him not picking up the phone, like just to
1: like waste time. Remind him though means I think also that he had some original indication that it was on air. Right, that's what I'm. No, saying. right. In like, your ag- point, I'm agreeing with you, like sharp. I, I just like, does he like, risk the, his relationship he, with Julio Jones? Right, and does he?
0: I don't think he would pull out his just a cold call him. I don't think he would pull Let, out his phone on
1: on live television. Let's let's play let's play out the rest of it here real quick. Another thirty seconds of this. Listen, sure. listen. You know how people this man, with all that going right. on with the, the picture, yeah, yeah. yeah. And all that stuff like that. Okay.
2: Man, I ain't never been on that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's good enough. Yeah. Julio, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling me back. We on air, but I appreciate you calling me, doll. You know I know my yeah. nephew was gonna pick up. Oh yeah, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, I ain't, I ain't going, I ain't going to Dallas, man. I never thought about going to Dallas. Okay, I appreciate that, bro. Enjoy the rest of
1: your day. Even okay, even again at the end, Shannon Sharp slips in. We're uh, on air. We're on air. Like, like, quick. It's surrounded by other things. I think if Julio hears that, if he hears the comment, we're on air, and he doesn't think they're on air. His response is not. Whoa. I don't want to play for the Cowboys. His response is, "What do you mean we're on air?" <laughs> yeah. So I think he doesn't he, double down. <laughs> right. He, he right. He goes a step further.
0: Yeah, I'm 90 percent sure that Shannon Sharp and Julio Jones did this knowingly. Like I, I just, I agree. I can't see it. It just doesn't make sense otherwise. What from would, either
1: perspective? There would be like I, I've seen some people throwing out there that there would be like legal ramifications against Shannon Sharp if. He did this on purpose. There's, like, recording privacy laws or something, at least in California. I don't know where they record the show. I think it was California. But there's even legal stuff. Remember when Buddy Nix got uh, secretly taped talking about a draft conversation with, like, the Buccaneers GM, and then the guy who, like, was recording it got, like, (laughs) sued or something? I don't know. There's so many different layers to it if it wasn't staged, which is why I think it has to be. So, I think Jones wants out of there, for sure. I think that's... You think that, or... No, I feel like it's got to (laughs) be. Right, of course, it's got to be at this point. Yeah. The Falcons do not bring him back after that. Did you see the Falcons tweet about it? Yeah, they wrote a whole story. What
0: a bizarre thing to put on social media. Why
1: not just let it go and just not say anything? Don't say a word. They, they, it was a whole story, like, on their website, like, just kind of outlining what happened and then going back to comments like Terry Fontenot, their GM, made, like, a month ago. Bizarre. They didn't, like, say, well, this was, it, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird the Falcons felt the need to say anything at all. And I, I mean, I guess it is their all-time player out in the media saying, I want out. He's their all-time player, right? Yeah, probably him or Ryan, right? Vic wasn't there long enough in the way it ended. Right. Can't, you can't put him. So, yeah, I think he's got to be the all-time, the all-time Atlanta Falcon. All right. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> if it's not the Bills, where do you want him to go? Do you have any preference for that? Fantasy reason, a Bills reason, like to get him. it has got to make sense though for a team in the NFC. I guess the 49ers are the only team in the odds. 49ers makes sense to me. Absolutely
0: makes sense to me. I, I'd prefer not to see him with the Patriots. As, as much as I don't
1: think it's really gonna move the needle. I don't. Yeah. I'd like to not leave it to chance. I, I would say from a casual football fan's perspective that watches Red Zone every Sunday, I I kind of want to not for not for the Bill's sake, but for my own sake, I kind of want to see him go to the Chargers. I I kind of want to see that. I want to see that team manifest into something more. And I want Herbert to be, now again, not for the bill's sake. I hope he falls flat in his face for the bill's sake. But, again, from like a casual football perspective, I kind of want to see that that get really really fun to watch. I want to see them battle with the Chiefs all the time. Because that division right now, there's there's none of that. The Chiefs are just kind of going like to coast. It's Drew Locke and Derek Carr and the Chargers in general around Herbert is kind of a joke usually. But they rebuilt their line. They still got Keenan Allen. They didn't invest in running back like I thought they might have. So they were just going with Austin Eckler, which I like. Pass catching running back. They didn't invest in that position. The defense is pretty talented. Um, so if they added Jones, I, I think they would be the team for me. That I would think like that. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun to watch.
0: Yeah. I, the idea else. of Allen and Jones together is fun. But how do how from a fantasy perspective, how would you? Ooh. Break down Keenan Allen
1: though. Oh, I mean he would take a hit for sure. Um he would still be a quality low-end wide receiver too, but he might be a high end wide receiver too right now. For Jones' sake, also that would be about as good as it gets. Like the Bills would not be good for Julio Jones fantasy-wise. Well, no. no, I don't I don't think so. You want him going to I mean, I guess it's not the worst situation. New England might be the worst situation. Because they are a run heavy team that we question whether they can get him the ball. That in the will first place. throw a lot to their tight ends. Like their tight right. ends no, right. will receive a major amount of the targets. Yep, that's right. So you want, I mean, the perfect balance for him is a pass heavy offense where he comes in and is the immediate number one wide receiver. And do we have that team? Is that team out there for Jones? Indianapolis, maybe. Are they going to be pass heavy? Jonathan Taylor, build an offensive line, but they depends what they think of once. Vegas, it well, they would have to also get Aaron Rodgers for this. Could you imagine well, if Vegas
0: got Jones after just signing Kenyon
1: Drake to an absurd I just they 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 make no sense. I would hate it. That that's the team I think I would hate the most. Not from a Bills perspective, from an overall NFL perspective. Just irrelevant Vegas. Just, right, yeah. If they're still going to win eight, nine games. It's still going to be Derek Carr. They're still going to be playing on Monday Night Football, and I'm not going to want to watch it. And Jones is going to be there. That's that's where all these star, wide, star players go to die, right? Maurice Jones-Drew ended his career there. Randy Moss was in the middle, but he was terrible there. I, just, I, I have this vision. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. Warren Sapp. Like I said, this vision of star players go to the Raiders. That's the end of them. That's it don't care if they're there so I, the Raiders would be my least favorite for this um one more Baltimore I think would be a bad landing spot for him Agreed. I will not I just
0: I don't trust their offense until they prove it right exactly
1: I, I will not invest in a Baltimore wide receiver in a big way in fantasy football until Lamar Jackson proves he can throw the football for more than 4 thousand yards in a season not just in 17 games like average 250 300 a game 8030550 is the phone number what Do you put in your scrambled eggs? Is it weird to put maple syrup in them? Someone's in my mentions telling me Italian dressing is good in in scrambled eggs. We'll talk about that on the last call in the night cap after this on WGR. I think long term it's
2: actually the Jets. I think short term it's the Dolphins. You know, to a it didn't look great in person last year and especially week 17 against the Bills team that had nothing to play for but if you even drill down further it looked horrible for him last year I mean, he was really bad in places you expect a quarterback and a conducive offense to do really good at now they get him Will Fuller they get him Jalen Waddle another year in the system I think we're the Dolphins have done a great job too I told them in similar esteem to the Bills as far as team building and stuff. If two is bad, we'll find out really quickly. And if he's good, we'll find out really quickly. I think it's a coin flip.
1: Eric Eager last week, Pro Football Focus, here on the station. He thinks the Jets are the biggest long-term threat to the Bills. Kind of went on to say, like, Miami and New England, probably about the same for this year. I think their win totals are even the same. Uh, You can check out all of our interviews on demand at WGR550.com and the Odyssey app. Are you a big scrambled egg eater in the first place? I suppose I eat breakfast sometimes. I was eating breakfast the last couple months after never doing it like my entire life. It's laziness. And again, I just um, I like
0: scram- I like scram- That's why I had a hard time answering that question. I like eggs and breakfast food. I just
1: I, I had them for lunch today. For lunch? Yeah. Do you do you ever do breakfast for dinner? Sometimes, not as often. I feel like not as often as I'd like to. Okay. If that makes sense. Well, because also I usually eat dinner here. And breakfast right. for dinner is not a great warm it up after it's been made type food. You know? It's gross. You don't bring pancakes into work and then or put eggs. them in the microwave <laughs> or eggs. No, you don't do that. Um, I made scrambled eggs today and threw a splash of maple syrup in. Good. Splash? Is that the right word to use? Well, I don't know it, how much you used. Well, maple syrup doesn't really splash, is what I mean, because it's the consistency. Maple syrup would never splash in any context. Eh. I don't think you drop. Well, you gotta drop. get MythBusters on this, but go on. <laughs> so I listen. This is something I've done, putting it over the top in the past. I will put maple syrup as a little bit, a little drizzle over my scrambled eggs when I'm done with them. Little ham in there too, ham and cheese. Little sweetness with the maple syrup. Today I cooked it with it, and it was awesome. It was incredible. I would recommend it to everybody. I tweeted that out, and I found out that a lot of people do some weird things. I don't know if the Thousand Island Dressing guy is, is messing with me or not, but someone said they put Thousand Island Dressing in their scrambled eggs. I feel like he's got to be kidding, because that sounds awful. Do you put milk in your scrambled eggs? Splash. Yep.
0: And milk splashes, a little bit. so that makes sense. That
1: definitely splashes. Yeah. Italian dressing was also thrown my way. Italian dressing? I feel like that would be better than... Thousand Island, Thousand I Island. guess. Someone told me the bar they, put, isn't too high. they told they put vinegar in their eggs. What? I don't know why. They didn't tell me the explanation if it, like... See, like, the milk, for instance, you do that because it makes them, what, like, a little creamier? Okay, here's the thing. Like, if it's good, fine.
0: But how do you get to discover that Thousand Islands would be good in X? That's a great question.
1: Why would you never try that?
0: cool, but... How did you mentally get to that place? Were you yeah. so bored with breakfast that you were like you put I really need to shake eggs. things up today.
1: Uh salsa, I got a lot of salsa and hot sauce. Salsa. I have
0: tried that so,
1: uh, hot sauce to me that's a no brainer. Yeah, right. salsa is very good. Salsa is super good. I I actually did that a couple months ago or about a month ago, mango peach salsa over some scrambled eggs. Chips and salsa, awesome.
0: chips like tortilla chips and salsa is a food group that i would i just don't get sick of like i could yeah. eat it all day every day just no question just
1: i think i i think i agree with that I, I i always mix guac in now though
0: oh guac's great too
1: man now i'm hungry so
0: those are the weirdest
1: ones with the eggs yeah that was it I, it's hard to get weirder than thousand island they're not a lot of the vinegar
0: ones weird too like what yeah. kind like
1: they just said vinegar just vinegar malt vinegar apple cider vinegar those are probably the only vinegars I can name, so I'm going to leave it there. I'm sure there's more. Distilled vinegar. There you go. That's another one. Distilled um, vinegar. Yeah, I think that's about all I got, but I'm, I'm going to try. I think I'll try the Italian dressing one. I'm not even going to try the others. There's no point to me. Like, There's no way the Thousand Island one is good, and I'm just weirded out by the vinegar one. So I'm going to try the Italian dressing. Although, I guess, isn't there vinegar in Italian dressing? I Well, I'm still so? going to try it. Yeah. I'm still gonna try it to see how it is but all right ketchup no terrible I don't no I don't get never that either never
0: never to me here's the thing I ketchup's fine but it, it's like such a childish right. condiment like I don't think <laughs> like anyone over the age of like seven eight nine ten years old should be putting ketchup on anything <laughs> other than a burger and even hot dogs a little iffy like I don't
1: oh no I'll do I'll do the hot dog uh, but it's I won't just do ketchup it's got to be ketchup, mustard, relish. Like, it's got to be a, a, a series of other things. If I do one thing, it's definitely mustard or 100%, relish. 100%. I agree with you there. But no, I'll never do just ketchup. So that I can, I'm almost on board with you for the hot dog part of that. It's like when people put ketchup on things, I just want to look at them and say, grow up. Like, why? <laughs> just grow up. Chicken nuggets. Ketchup. I have a friend who still eats, <laughs> like, dino nuggets out of the microwave dipped in ketchup. Like, he's six years old. And it's, it's unbelievable. I love it. It's Simpler so times. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us today on the Nightcap. Be back tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And enjoy the rest of your beautiful night here, here on uh, WGR. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone.